Chilling Panisia Sea Islands and things like that. And we're so glad that they're on a chilling the journey with we. One more Oman month. Happy Oman month to all the gal chilling with the Elchona the Getty. We. This should a queen quet, you know that who I to be. The head pun the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad if be back from the air, yo, with Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. And you know this your show sponsored every week by the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. And we key upliftment to living legacy and a pay ancestral homage. So this evening we want to dedicate this program to Harriet Tubman, to Ellen Craft, Sojourner Truth, and to all the Wigaligichi ancestor warrioresses. We've been around through the wood and things like that, but we don't know it name because nobody should come down upon the paper and things like that. Let we give a moment of silence for all of them. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. We're so glad of this evening for be here on month one more again and thing like that. And we want to say thank you, thank you. And we sponsor the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. We're on the chilling can find at gullahgeechee.net, G-U-L-L-A-H, G-E-E-C-H-E-E dot N-E-T. Now, plenty of on the chilling and been here last week because we ain't been put in the air last week because I've been in the air last week. Going on to the other rest of course, the Pacific course, the thing like that, for the premiere of Underground Season 2 
WGN. So if Hunter Chillin got that channel upon the TV and things like that, then make sure for programming the DVR and get the family together. 10 o'clock Wednesday evening, or Wednesday night, 10 o'clock this year week, March 8th. Be right there and get ready for Rise Up. Last season he runs. It's time this year season for Rise Up and let him chillin' know whether Hunter is a citizen or soldier. So this year day and thing like that, even know said plenty of hundred children a day around the world that get we to crack we teeth whether hundred to get it this year live or hundred to download them from the archive and thing like that or hundred to did it from iTunes where you can get this year for free. So for make sure all a hundred children can over and understand me. I'm gonna crack my teeth out the rest of the week like I this year for the show. So I'm gonna switch only to this language for the show because I wanna make sure that everyone is under and overstanding me today and we want to thank all of the thousands of listeners around the world that listen to the broadcast and those who I've encountered on my many journeys that let me know that y'all supporters of Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio, this is why we continue this show, continue this podcast, and we're thankful to all of you who download it on iTunes, share it through social media, and so on. And you can always check out our feed at Gullah Geechee on Twitter, to get the link and share it, or you can be a Facebook friend of Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio, and you can also tune into the broadcast. So just come over to blogtalkradio.com slash Gullah Geechee, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E. Ain't no I in Geechee for the we. Go there, and you will be able to find other shows from the years past. And so we keep continuing to uplift our women, our warrioress, not only those from the Gullah Geechee Nation, but those around the world, those who have been part of our Sankofa journey. Go ahead and back and fetch it. Sometimes you need to go backward in order to know where you are headed into the future. So I thought it not robbery to go back to the time when I was in school here on St. Helena Island and we used to present things for not just Black History Month but throughout the year and do presentations and performances. And there was a speech that I gave many years ago, and I can recall when a cousin of mine also took to giving this speech because I decided, well, if these are speeches that were written by women before our time, I can take the things that I had been writing and share those, and I would do a lot of presentations that I wrote myself, plays and poetry and so on. But this particular speech I had not read in years. I've heard it delivered by others, and I thought tonight would be an appropriate time with the launch of WGN's Underground Season 2 happening this coming Wednesday at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, that it be a time to read this to you. Well, children, where there's so much racket, there must be something out of kilter. I think that twist the Negroes of the South and the women at the North all talking about rights. The white men will be in a fix pretty soon. But what's all this here talking about? That man over there says the women need to be helped in the carriages and lifted over ditches and to have the best place everywhere. Nobody ever helps me in the carriages or over mud puddles or give me any best place. And ain't I a woman? Look at me. Look at my arm. I plowed and planted and gathered in the barns, and no man could head me. And ain't I a woman? I could work as much and eat as much as a man when I could get it and bear the lash as well. And ain't I a woman? 
I've borne three thirteen children and seen most all so off to slavery. And when I cried out with my mother's grief, none but Jesus heard me. And ain't I a woman? Then they talk about this thing in the head. What's this they call it? Mm, intellect. That's it, honey. What's that got to do with women's rights or Negroes' rights? If my cup won't hold but a pint and yours hold a quart, wouldn't you wouldn't you be mean not to let me have my little half measureful? Then that little man in black there, he says, women can't have as much rights as men because Christ ain't wasn't a woman. Where did your Christ come from? Where did your Christ come from? From God and a woman. Man had nothing to do with him. If the first woman God ever made was strong enough to turn the world upside down all alone, these women together ought to be able to turn it back and get it right side up again. And now they're asking to do it. The men better let them oblige you for hearing me. And now old Sergio ain't got nothing more to say. Now, many people who may have heard those words and heard that that speech was delivered by one named Sojourner Truth back in 1851 at a women's convention in Akron, Ohio, may actually not really know who Sojourner Truth is. And she was actually born under the name Isabella Bomfrey, and she was born roughly around 1797 in upstate New York. And she became someone that today folks say is an abolitionist and a women's rights activist just because of that speech. And she was someone who self-emancipated. You got me? So she left from bondage on her own in 1826 along with her daughter, who was an infant in her arms. She ran to freedom. She thought it not robbery to take her true value and move with it. And she began a soldier, walking, running, speaking, striving. And so she made her way up to the upper parts of New York. And, of course, people such as Harriet Tubman also made their way to that upper part of New York. Now, we don't know. If they ever got together, sat down, had a conversation or anything like this, but do know that their words have continued to strengthen, especially black women over the generations as we've heard their story or recited their words that gave us the energy to be freedom fighters, warrior rest, that feel that their are the rights that others have that should rightfully also be ours. And hence you have people like Elder Carleytown, our Minister of Information for the Gullah Geechee Nation, and Elder Lisa Wineglass-Smalls, and Elder Yvonne Anderson, and you had the late, great Marvin Betts, the beach lady, God bless the dead, and you had Ernestine Tobias Felder, God bless the dead, who were Gullah Geechee women that decided, and you had also Bunny Rodriguez that said, well, wait a minute now, all of what's going on is not sufficient. Ain't we Gullah Geechee, and we be Gullah Geechee anointed people. 
they stood up, stood out, decided to make sure that people would vote for our self-determination, our right once again to self-emancipate from the destruction that was flowing in to these sea islands, to this coastline, where these plantations are, that the story of the Underground Railroad that is now depicted in the TV series Underground on WGN could not have come had it not been for these plantations. Many of you who have been members of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition since its inception 20 years ago know full well of my organization I had prior to that, the African Cultural Arts Network with African spelled with a K and cultural spelled with a K. And the fact that Akan worked diligently to get the Underground Railroad study passed and then worked with the establishment of the Underground Railroad Network to Freedom. I also served as a consultant with that project and the Harriet Tubman study project. Very proud to say that both of those are national in the U.S., that they became monumental feats of documentation of our story and our legacy of freedom fighters, as opposed to simply being sidebar notes in this story of the legacy of enslavement and looking at it as if freedom only came when people went north and they got north by someone of Anglo descent coming somehow to the field, tapping them on the shoulder and telling them to come on, let's go, as opposed to people looking at the dynamics of people's will, their wherewithal, their collective consciousness of being free people, Africans were free people until the rape, pillage, the kidnapping, the onslaught, the prisoners of war getting traded, that all made up the system of the transatlantic slave trade. And through that horrific crime against humanity, we got what is called slavery, chattel enslavement, that took place for hundreds of years. And so here it is that many of the depictions of this time period of enslavement have happy singing Negroes out in the cotton field and out in the rice field. And it took WGN's underground to burn down the field on screen to etch in the minds of people that not everybody was singing and happy. Sometimes the songs they were singing were freedom songs. That's what we sing and that's what we shout in the bush yard and the brush yard and things like that, Panisha Island and things like that. So don't want to fool yourself, yeah? Okay then. So when people start to talk about northward in the journey of the underground, I have to always point out that it didn't always go northward. People ran southward. They also ran westward. And many sailed off from the eastern seaboard going further east, in fact. So the navigation of how they were going to get to freedom wasn't something where they had a clear-cut map for it, although we can map it out somewhat today. That is not how people ran. They didn't pack that little bag that you see a lot of times when you Google Underground Railroad or you look up Old Harper's Weekly 
um, issues where somebody was a runaway and there's these listings about somebody looking for this person, that person in an old newspaper trying to get them back, and they didn't even call them people. They called them property. They wanted their property back. They show you this image of a man with a little bag hanging on the end of a stick, and he started running and so, you know, we wanted to dispel that mythological image because they made it seem like everybody was packing a suitcase and then they just ran and, you know, they just automatically made it from south to north and usually to New York because there ain't no slavery there. Well, don't fool yourself. New York's Wall Street and the East River was the second largest enslavement auction block in North America second only to Charlestown, South Kakalaki, right here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. And most of you know, if you've listened to this broadcast for any period of time, that the Gullah Geechee Nation starts in Jacksonville, North Carolina, and extends southward to Jacksonville, Florida, and goes 30 to 35 miles inland to the St. John's River. Well, many times people are not thinking about the context of the story, and that was my argument over and over again, was, first of all, why are we always showing the man who's running and the man on the coin who is bending down saying, ain't I a man? There's also a coin that shows, ain't I a woman as well? And why don't we make sure that our daughters, our black daughters, our Gullah Geechee daughters are well aware of the speech and the meaning and the dynamic in even making a statement such as, ain't I a woman? And what does that mean to you to be a woman. Now here it is with Sojourner. She's saying she hasn't been afforded the same things without saying it. What she was saying was, as a black woman, I haven't been afforded the same things as these white women. So that's why I find it interesting that women just consider her a feminist now. And I notice that it's interesting that people don't consider that dynamic. Her being an enslaved woman her being a person of African descent, her life wasn't about vanity and luxury and having people wait on her hand and foot like Mazadam's wife, Miss Ann and that, or as people nowadays would say, Becky with the long hair. So now here it is that we need to keep things within context as well as parallel them to our dynamics of today because that speech could have easily been read this year in the U.S., on Inauguration Day or Inauguration Week and all these marches going on in the streets. It could easily have been read and people would have thought, wow, yeah. If they'd never heard it before, they'd cheer for it because they say, wow, that's, that's so apropos, right? But that's the sad reality. If you don't know history, you are destined to repeat it. And more often than not, we'll accept those little icons. It's just a man running. It's just men standing up. It's just men fighting. Look at the brutality against black men. But women have never had it easy. And especially in a situation in the context of chattel enslavement where black women were made to be the wet nurses for white babies. So if you were pregnant at the same time and Mazza's wife was possibly both of you for Mazza, she... Her breast was too good to feed her own babies. That's bottom line. So now you nurse the baby at your breast. But then she mad at you now. If her child and your child 
are more attached to you than they are to her. So now you may get whippings and beatings and get sold or get your child sold away so that only her child could be there because maybe your child look a little bit more like her husband than her own child does. So these types of dynamics we need to keep in our minds when we start to talk about chattel enslavement, when we start to talk about freedom fighting and the legacy of it amongst the warrior rest that are Gullah Geechee, that are the warrior rest that were the ones that self-emancipated from plantations all throughout the South, not only within the Gullah Geechee Nation, but all through the Deep South, as well as from those in New York and New England and all of these places, the people who self-emancipated from the field and from the house. And that's a dynamic that's being projected on the screen now because we have behind the scenes warrior rest like writers like Misha Green who created the show Underground along with Joe Pokaski that would even dare to bring out dynamics that generally aren't the ones that have been shown even in some documentaries about that period of time. I've noticed that History Channel did a series once involving the scene about the Stoner Rebellion that happened here in the Sea Islands, and it seemed to air once and not get repeated, where so many other shows get shown over and over and over again. I noticed that the show This Far by Faith, the African-American Religious Experience, there is a river episode where we focus on the uprising of Denmark, B.C. Gullah Jack here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, and I'm in that episode. The dynamics of us discussing the freedom fights and even the poisonings and the various things that the warrior rest did on the plantations, that showed once it didn't get shown over and over and over again, like some of these other things that have been whitewashed and sanitized and put in a context that even when we're talking about a horrific period of time, there's a crime against humanity that they are not brought forth in that way. They're presented in a way that won't upset nobody. Well, you need to upset something, and sometimes that's even more than the cart. And you upset the cart, take the cart, and you run. And so here it is that we don't want to just stick with folks like Harriet Tubman, who is depicted at the end of season one of Underground and will be a major character in this season, powerfully played by Sister Aisha Hines. Powerful actress, lovely spirit, folks that are on the screen, believably on the screen, because their hearts and their souls are in it, that stand for who they are and who their ancestors were. Folks like Amira Van and DeWanda Wise, who are pivotal characters they're playing, but who are pivotal women, who are today's warrior rest because they are the imagery that our young people are seeing on television. They attach more to entertainers than they do sometimes to the real people who are right amongst them, who are their freedom fighters. So it is fortunate that we have things such as online content with YouTube where they can hear these women speak without their costumes on, without all the extra makeup, for you to see who they really are and for them to teach that these stories inspired them. 
and continue to inspire them to want to take on roles today that are beneficial for those coming behind us because we owe it to our foremothers who self-emancipated to do as the song says, emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. And it takes you being willing to step out there to even play these parts that aren't going to just be palatable, that aren't going to just be sanitized, that someone else might take offense to and say, well, wow, I can't believe that they would have this type of bloody, vicious, burning fight going on, but why not? It was bloody and vicious and burning for someone to be kidnapped, someone to be raped, to have your baby's umbilical cord and have the baby snatched immediately out your hand, have the umbilical cord cut, and then you cut the tie with the mother and the baby because you got a sale for this baby already. This baby ain't going to be staying here. And you think that mother, if she truly has any heart and soul, ain't going to look for her baby? She coming for you first or she going for her baby next if there's any warrioress in her. She might tie it out. She might pace it out, but you can best believe she coming for you. She ready to rise up. She ready to run. And so here it is that people had intellect. And in this international decade of people of African descent, this is a critical time for us to recognize, respect, and appreciate the intellect as Sojourner Truth was looking for the word, and someone in the audience said, yeah, intellect. And she said, that's the word I'm looking for. We need to respect and appreciate the intellect of our warrioress women who were the underground fighters who poisoned the wells, literally, who were the ones who did burn down the house, those who cooked some hush puppies and hush masters, wife and everybody else up in there and then went on about their business somewhere else away from this plantation. We need to recognize that did happen. Do not buy into the propaganda that everybody stayed on the plantation or that they stayed there happily. Trust and believe. It takes strength to stay on land, to hold it, to fight for it to work on it, to have clouds strapped to your back as a punishment or because they don't have enough mules, they don't have enough horses, they don't have enough cows, they pick you and strap it to you because you're the same, right? You're three-fifths a human being. You're not a human being. So when we say I'm your workhorse or pack mule. This is part of the African, the black connect, collective consciousness that comes out of this period of chattel enslavement, and not everybody let that burden be on their back. Some threw it off, and they fought. And so here it is that now we've reached a period of time where many are not familiar with those who were the abolitionists, those who are the freedom fighters, those who are the warriorists. But we have things coming forth like underground. And also, I enjoyed watching Mercy Street and hearing on the conclusion the mention of someone who many of you have listened to the show. You know that I honor Nzinga every year for Women's Her Story Month. And here it is that she was mentioned within 
the final episode of this season of Mercy Street. And so having the opportunity to parallel Mercy Street, which talked about a contraband camp in this second season, with the coming of the underground, which would have happened prior to us getting to having any contraband camps because the escape, the running, the plotting, the planning was happening before there was this war of brother against brother, as Southerners call it, the war of northern aggression, or as they teach you in school, the U.S. Civil War. There were those who had the intellectual prowess to study those who were enslaving them and to contemplate ways to release themselves from this bondage. And so there's a woman that I lectured about for years on end as I traveled about with my production, The Underground Railroad, A Geechee Girl's Escape. And that woman is Ellen Craft. She was married to William Craft, and they were from Georgia, not from the Sea Islands, though. They were from inland Georgia, opposite side of the St. John's River, over in Macon. And the interesting thing about it is that William was dark-skinned, but Ellen was very, very white, light-skinned. So due to that, she decided that what they could do was let her dress up as a man. And she could dress up as a white man because who was going to question a white man? So when she decided they got hold of a top hat, got hold of the trousers and the jacket and everything, and they figured out that they could get on the steamship if she could get to purchase the ticket. Then from the steamship, they could get on a train. And there's the part I want to clarify for many who aren't aware. When you hear the Underground Railroad for the first time, you think all of these enslaved people somehow ran somewhere to a train depot and was able to get on a train and maybe that was something like a subway or the tube and it went down underground. No, that's not what it is. The Underground Railroad was a system of people and places that was utilized to help people who were self-emancipating to get out of the areas that were considered the slave states during chattel enslavement period of time in the U.S. and get them to freedom and get them to the free states or to Canada. And many, once they got to Canada and other places, went from there on steamboats and steamships over to Europe. Well, here it is that in this case, this was a story that was truly unique because they did get on a real train. Well, you would say, well, this is interesting, so I guess they just, I was easy then. She dressed up in the costume and they just walked up and bought the ticket. No, because like a lot of women, she had a voice that sounded like a woman, a light voice. So they had to figure out how were they going to deal with that. So they had to make it seem like she was a sickly man now that had a toothache and had the arm in a sling and that she was kind of infirmed, as one would say, so that this way, when they walked up to want to purchase a ticket, her boy, quote-unquote, which was really her husband, would now do the talking because Mazza can't be talking too much because he ain't feeling good, you understand? And this would also be a reason why this body servant or this boy needed to stay kind of close to Mazza because Mazza ain't well. We can't be split up. You see, so here it is that we have 
Ellen Craft, dress up like a man, same way Harriet Tubman did numerous times on the numerous journeys that she took. Harriet Tubman lived here in Beaufort County, South Carolina, during the Civil War, not before that. So when they tell you that she only helped free 70-something people, they were referring to her family, her friends, and others between Bucktown, Maryland, where she was born, and going to upstate New York, Auburn, New York, where she ultimately passed away, and over into Canada, but not talking about the 700-plus people that she released from bondage with Big Shooter Team and the Guinan and Antilla Name before Snow and the Guinan from Carleton County, right there along the Cumbie River, where we have the only Harriet Tubman Bridge in the world. And I pray that Sister Aisha and others will come in, we can all get together there on that bridge and on that waterway at some point. And here it is that you have this being somewhat of a common practice that the women had to dress as men, had to costume themselves, the men had to find ways to costume themselves because whatever your current description was when you ran was going to end up in the paper, end up on what they call these slave bills, these runaway bills, these posters that would get put up on trees and at stores and all around so that somebody would return the property, you see. So here it is, Ellen dons this man's clothing. Her and William, this is in December of 1848, they go to the train station in Macon, purchase the tickets to take this train from Macon to Savannah, Georgia. So they end up here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. Savannah, Georgia is where we shot this season of the underground. And Savannah is where they traveled like most of us still traveled until the 1940s here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. They got on a boat. So this particular steamboat was heading from Savannah to Charleston. Then from Charleston up to Wilmington, they had to take a different one. So they continued through the Gullah Geechee Nation. Now, they have family members that are still in Charleston, South Kakalaki. The family still did it. They also have family members that are still in England from the last time I checked with some of the family. And so here it is that they manage to make it onto another train. And then Ann Wilmington got that train up to Fredericksburg, Virginia. Then and from Virginia, they got back on the water again and went to D.C. And then they decided to take the train from D.C. to Baltimore, Maryland. And once they got across the Mason-Dixon line, they ended up in Pennsylvania. They got to Philadelphia. They say it was on a Christmas Sunday morning. And they thought, praise the Lord, we speak. We going to stay young now and things like that. But, of course, over time, there was what you call the Fugitive Slave Act that passed. So in 1850, it made it a crime for anybody in the free states to harbor or aid what they call fugitives. So now, if they got caught up north 
and somebody thought, well, why not? I could make this money if I turn them in. They would turn people in. You had people who had never been enslaved got turned in as so-called property of somebody else in order to keep people in bondage, to keep people of African descent from their freedom, keep them away from self-determination, keep them away from self-emancipation. So we go back to the whole point of knowing your story or being destined to repeat it. If we don't watch shows like Underground, we don't read books that tell us of these abolitionists and these self-emancipated African peoples, often referred to as Negroes and slaves, that we will be Negroes and slaves in the future because you do not have the knowledge within your consciousness that others before you fought to be free, nor do you know how they did it, can do it too. Because you have a much easier time of getting on a train, getting on a boat, going somewhere. What do you now? How long will you have it? Because right now, laws that have been in the books are being reversed by executive order. Things are being changed right before your face and right in your ears. You're hearing it. But are you answering the question that they ask on this season of Underground? Are you a citizen or a soldier? Because if you're only a citizen, maybe you're one of them citizens that don't realize that it's you who the laws are truly made by and who must make sure that what it is that you want enforced is enforced by those that are the so-called elected officials. Are you a soldier? Not the one that just takes orders but a soldier like Harriet was that's going to fight and that use your own mind and your own strategic planning to be able to fight not just for yourself but for your people. And Harriet Tubman was actually a soldier during the U.S. Civil War. She was a nurse and a scout. She was stationed here in the Gullah Geechee Nation on the island of Port Royal, and that is now the town of Port Royal, what used to be the Smith Plantation, which was a sea island cotton plantation, where the Emancipation Oak is, is now where we have the Naval Hospital Base. And that is also now part of a multi-site reconstruction national monument here in the Gullah Geechee Nation and in the U.S. So another opportunity for us to teach who we be down here, what our story is, what our journey is, and who were those who were the true soldiers, the 1st South Carolina Volunteer Regiment, the 33rd U.S. Colored Troops, the men and the women who are native Gullah Geechis, who stood up to fight, but especially the warrior rest that didn't get donned in a uniform, but fought anyway those who were out here in these woods navigating between Carleton County and Beaufort County to show Harriet which way things were located and what was off in these woods and where they would navigate, how they would navigate, and how to dismantle Confederate missiles. Here it is that we have an opportunity to gather once again in the field of understanding and self-emancipation. But you have to make the decision, whether you're a citizen or a soldier, 
and are you a soldier that somebody else had to draft or are you one that chooses to enlist in an army of freedom fighters? So it's up to you, choice today. And ain't I a woman and ain't I a warrioress? I say rise up. It's time to run to rise up. Time is winding down. So what will your life represent hundreds of years later? Will there be a story with you in it, fighting for anybody? Or will they say, no, nah, all they did, all them girls did at that time was hustle. You know they was about that money. Well, <laughs> money sure can't buy freedom. They proved that to you in numerous enslavement films and documentaries and books and documentation of how people saved up, brought the money in cash, and still were denied the opportunity to purchase their freedom. And sometimes that was the catalyst for folks to run because they did all they could buy the books, and then they found out that the books were cooked. They were rigged against them all the time. It's when you have folks like Ernestine <laughs> that come out from recognizing or come out into the realization that, wait a minute, just protecting my turn ain't all it is because I still wasn't able to protect my turn. These folks don't have no respect for me and who I be. So I better run. I better stand. I better fight, and I better tell somebody else to rise up too. So, Hunter Chillin, what Hunter going to do? The choice is yours. We can always take these times to reflect back, and we could celebrate the whole month, you know, and we can talk about any kind of women, all kinds of women that are out here. We can pull books down. We can Google. We can do all kinds of things and just pick the same old women to celebrate over and over again. We could talk about the biographies of writers and dancers and singers and everybody else. But what about the warrioress? And what about those who are standing today? What about those who decided that this is the time that they should be part of things that are going to help enlighten and, God willing, inspire this generation? to rise up, ancestors. So once again, I call on you to join me this coming Wednesday, March the 8th at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to tune in to WGN's Underground. Many of you who are on my social media who already typed rise up when I said type it in under the pictures that you've seen of me and many of the people I mentioned here tonight who are working with Underground. You did that, and we started a group that is online for all of them that want to participate weekly in our dialogues and discussions about the Underground Railroad. We'll also be making a journey, and our first journey will be to Macon, Georgia, to the Tubman Museum. And so it's a blessing to know these things and be able to then have another generation of people with whom I can share these things and share this knowledge and pass this on because I know that there is a reason that I have Harriet Tubman Awards, numerous ones, I have probably about three or three at least that have her name on it that were given to me by different organizations because they feel I embodied her spirit. 
but Harry Tubman's face is the first one I looked into in a public library because I've been reading since I've been three years old. Don't worry about how old I am now. I've been reading since I was three years old. And the first time that I went into a public library at probably four years old, I started being able to check out books. I ended up on a shelf where there was a children's book about her. But there was only one book on that shelf that had somebody on the cover look like me, and that was also a woman. And that's why I wanted to check that book out, and I read that book in minutes. So when I went there the next day, I needed some more books like that book. Well, there weren't any in the children's section. I needed to go up to more of the teen section than the adult section I started going into. So in elementary school, I was reading from the adult section library because those children's books were too easy. And so Harriet Tubman and I formed a relationship then that still goes on up to this moment. And so then came me connecting with Ellen Craft and me connecting with Sojourner Truth and connecting just with the word truth and self-emancipation. And so I know it's divinely ordered that I was supposed to still be around and rise up with my folks with underground. So this is a salute to all the warrior restless out there. And we're going to open up the phone lines in case some of you know some of them that you want to give a shout-out to tonight. You're welcome to call in to 347-324-3903, 347-324-3903. And I just want to say thanks again to our sponsors, the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, for continuing to have this broadcast. I also want to thank everybody at WGN, especially Brother Anthony Hemingway, for all the support, all the love, the appreciation for the opportunity to work with that program and to have it come to fruition in the way that it has. And I know it's going to be power-packed the entire season. I want to thank everybody on the cast, the big stars and also the ones they call the background, all my folks who were right there with me in the Sea Island Village in the Gullah Geechee Nation Every time we shot, it was a powerhouse opportunity to be able to share the legacy of who we be down here as Gullah Geechee people. And this coming weekend, we have the inaugural Black Land Legacy Conference here in the Gullah Geechee Nation on historic St. Helena Island, South Carolina. And you will see that you're going to be coming to our sea islands in this episode of Underground. And so here it is in this season of underground. And so get ready, Hunter Chillin. But if you truly want to stand with us and fight to hold on to the land, you have until tomorrow to register for this inaugural Black Land Legacy Conference. If you need the link, please go to our Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page. You can type in Black Folks Land Legacy Conference. The event will come up and you can get the link. You can go to Eventbrite and also find it there and register. You can also just email us to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com, G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. It is a blessing because we already have people from every part of the Gullah Geechee Nation that are coming. We also have folks coming in from New York City. 
um, to come down and be part of it, and largely our own people. Um, we have a few people who are academics, and those are academics who actually are working on projects and support the work of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition that are coming to be a part of it. But largely the people that we wanted to be the audience for this are going to be the audience for it and have registered to be part of this inaugural Black Land Legacy Conference. And so we definitely are looking forward to it, and we'll be giving you a recap on Monday's show about what all took place, because we will do the Gullah Root Experience Tour this Friday to launch the conference, a special version of it, particularly suited to our land ownership and our legacy of land ownership. And then on Saturday we will have the entire day where we will dialogue about beyond 40 acres and a mule. And we have a powerhouse lineup of speakers. And so I'm just looking forward to being in the house with the brothers and sisters so that we the crack we teeth about all of this year and how we like, continue for whole but we land and we legacy and things like that. So it is going to be a blessing. So once again, if you want more registration information, because you only have until tomorrow, which is March the 7th, to register, because we will not register people at the door on Friday or Saturday. You must register online in advance. And the registrations end tomorrow at midnight. So again, email us at G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. And then we have on the 25th of this month, we're going to have Getting Ready for the Gullah Geechee Family Reunion, which is going to be a special digitization and family materials preservation workshop because, as you know, we have the Gullah Geechee Al-Kibulan archive that we are still digitizing things in, but we also have support from South Carolina Humanities for this opportunity to teach our community how to do this as well because the only reason we can go back and find records of all the people I've been talking about is because some Somebody preserve that historical record. So we want to make sure that our families do that for the future as well. And that is going to be free. But, again, you have to register in advance. So, again, go to Facebook and click in Getting Ready, G-I-T-T-I-N, Ready for the Gullah Geechee Family Reunion, and you'll find it. Or you can email us to G-U-L-L-G-E-E. C-O at AOL.com, or if you just go to the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page, you will see all these events right there up front. And if you are following us already at Gullah Geechee on Instagram, at Gullah Geechee on Twitter, you have seen the posters for these events posted before, and the details are on there, but you can register for all of them at Eventbrite. And I also want to just let you know, that on this coming Saturday we will close out the inaugural Black Land Legacy Conference by going over to the Sam Doyle Folk Art Festival at Penn Center. So it will be right walking distance. We're going to walk out the conference and right across the road um, to go over to close out the day with them at Penn Center. Sam Doyles was a native folk artist here of St. Helena Island. And so God bless the dead. We still honor his legacy with this festival in his name. So bring some shiny thing and things like that is to support the artists. So we want to continue the economic empowerment of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So please come out with the intention to at least purchase one 
piece of artwork, a print, something small or whatever from some of the artists that are going to be there. There will be also Sweetgrass Basket Maker Corey Alston, who I've worked with for many years, will be there as well. So you can purchase paintings as well as Sweetgrass Basketry and other Penn Center items on Saturday. And, of course, throughout the conference weekend, my books, CDs, DVDs, and all of that will be on sale. And we have other Gullah Geechee Nation items that will be on sale as well as quilts and other things like that. So if you're coming down and coming through, make sure you come with that intention to support too because we cannot keep holding on to our land and legacy and freedom ain't free without having the economic empowerment of our community. So we thank everyone who are members of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition that sponsors this broadcast every week. And you can become a member again. You can go to gullahgeechee.net to find out more about the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. Again, that's G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E dot N-E-T. And also to keep up with the numerous things that are going on, events as well as protests, letter writing campaigns and all of that because we are yet still fighting to hold on to our legacy on this land. Make sure to follow our blog at Gullah Geechee Nation. GullahGeecheeNation.com, as well as following us at Gullah Geechee on Twitter. And I thank everyone who follows this show and that you so diligently tune into it in the archives, even when you are not here to listen live. And I appreciate those emails and those Facebook messages that I get after the show that tell me I didn't get to listen live, but there's a great broadcast. Again, I thank you because that's the reason I keep doing this, even amidst of all my travels and other responsibilities, is because you all keep saying it matters and it helps us to work together. And as long as we work together, chilling, don't you get weary. The grid camp, the meeting in the promised land. And so we're looking forward to you at the inaugural Black Land Legacy Conference and the Sam Dawes Folk Art Festival this weekend on historic St. Helena Island, March 10th through the 12th. Come on down here where we be, and Hunter Chillin' can join we. This is also Gullah Geechee Volunteer Month. So if you have not yet signed up with us to say you're bringing your group down and you still want to be a participant and help with the volunteers, or you say, well, I don't have a group, but I still want to come and help, just email us to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com, and we will link you in with some of our groups that are on the way coming on down to help us out for this month. we got a lot of work to do literally on the ground here. Then we are going to be letting you know more about that journey, of course. Right, your pun we show, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. So for all my Oman Aljona, happy Oman month, happy Black Her Story month. I also want to give a salute once again to the late, great, Marvin Betts, the beach lady from American Beach, who is one of our sacred ancestors of the Gullah Geechee Nation, because she, she I, the two of us, she and I, or two of we, um, were both honored with the National Black Her Story Awards, and I believe we were the only two Native Gullah Geechee women who received that award. I also want to give a shout-out for this month to Dr. Najma Thomas, who is also a native of St. Helena Island, who, along with yours truly, were honored as living legends by the Association for the Study of African-American Life and History. And 
to be told you're a living legend and not a legend in your own mind, but actually a legend in your own time is a blessing, but much less to have people throw something in your honor in Washington, D.C., and say we want people to know about you and that we celebrate you. Hear your flowers while you yet live. That makes all the difference in the world. So as we honor the legacy of the warrior rest that have passed on, that's why I honor again my sisters Amira Van and Misha Green, Aisha Hines, and DeWanda Wise, and Vivian Collins, and Lisa Locke, and all my sisters that were out there, Marie Bouvier, all of you sisters that were with me, Victory Pullum, all of you sisters that were with me there on the set every day of Underground. Everybody else who I can't even go down the whole laundry list, Sister Ketnu and Sister Anastasia and everybody else, Sister Loretta, who were all right there where we prayed together, we shouted together, we sang together, we nampunting together and things like that. We represented for our warrioresses. Yes, it's time to rise up. I give thanks to God for blessing we, because ain't we some women? powerhouse journey much love to you all and i'll be on facebook live wednesday at the conclusion of underground season two's first episode on wgn so i hope that you tune in and bring a friend but it has been a blessing to have this journey opening her story month with all the hunter chilling thank you thank you for joining me for we show Gullah Geechee, Rhythm Radio, the show the Queen Quet, head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad they're going to tune in one more again for We Station. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.